Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And what is up? What's been happening, Brittany? How's life? Okay, so something that we've done that we've been thinking a lot about is hiring a nanny. So we hired one, which is a really big deal for us. I feel like I talk about all the time, my kids are constantly home from daycare and it's been a huge stress factor on me and Noah working full-time from home and it's like impossible to get our work done. It was just something that we, you know, didn't kind of come out of nowhere. It was something we really needed to think about and um, we're making it work. And so we took Jack out of daycare and Oliver's still there because now he's in like nursery school. He like needs that schooling. Um, But yeah. This was the choice we decided to make, and it's been really nice, I have to say. <laughs> it's been nice. <laughs> what's, what's the best part? Or what are like the top two parts compared? The, la- the laundry and bottle cleaning. Bottles, yeah. Yeah, because I'm assuming you, don't, you have to take care of all those things when you have daycare. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with daycare is like, you know, after school, we give the kids de- dinner, give them their baths, put them to sleep. Then we would do laundry. Then we would do the dishes. Like we were doing everything. Yeah. And by the time we like got into bed, we had no time for anything. And it was just really affecting my mood. It was affecting Noah's mood. It was not really healthy for anybody in the household. Like we really needed the help for a lot of reasons. So I'm glad we decided to do this, even though it still hurts that he's not going to have that daycare experience that Oliver had. He can always go back. Like he can, he can. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Really young. Yeah, babies. Babies have so much laundry. It's like every other day. Insane. I'm, and also, if you have a spitter, which Jack is a spitter, I'm changing his outfits four or five times a day. You don't just keep him in a bib like twenty four seven. He. It's not just if he's sitting down; it gets everywhere. It gets all over his legs, on his hands, and then he's rubbing it in his hair. Like he's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I usually find myself like getting it on. Like yesterday or two days ago, Mila spit up while I was feeding her for like bedtime, and she spit mm-hmm. down my cleavage. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> like, happened just, like, to me. Fully a boob, yeah. a boob job. I was actually going through my pictures from like, I don't know, because that's what us moms do. We look back at like the old baby pictures and cry. And I found a picture from Oliver when I still had like my huge like breastfeeding boobs. And I guess like I took a picture to send to Noah or something on maternity leave that he spit up (laughs) all down my shirt. And it was like, it was disgusting. Just like (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. So yeah, a lot of laundry. (laughs) A lot of laundry. Um, but yeah, that's what's new here, which is like a pretty big change. What's been going on with you guys? Okay, so she's almost five months, like this week. It was How? wild. I know, How? really weird. So our pediatrician said I can like start trying solids and like just as play or whatever as they say. So I tried like the baby oatmeal. Like I texted you. I was like, I don't under fucking stand. Is it regular oatmeal? <laughs> what is rice cereal? Is that Rice Krispies? <laughs> Um, but I found the baby oatmeal that you're supposed like the baby or whatever organics. Is that what it's called? Happy baby. Yeah. 
Happy whatever baby. at the Whole Foods. Yeah. And um, yeah, she hated it. Like really? hated it. Was made like the funniest, disgusted faces I've ever seen. Like like as if she was choking, but she was not choking. She was like, <laughs> like okay, like, you're being dramatic. Disgusting. Yeah, I tried a couple <laughs> days and that was that was a no for her dog. So the next we are trying is butternut squash. So you've only tried the oatmeal so far? I tried one day of butternut squash and um, it was only like a few bites and she was like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> and it was like really funny, but then she was like That's really funny. over it yeah. fast. So yeah. I'm gonna try it again, I think, and then I might move on. Because I know yeah. they say you have to do it five to days, but... <laughs> no, five is excessive. Like you three. Three to four. Three to four. What's I the next one I, I should try? I started with avocado. Okay, I'll do avocado next. So when we had the pediatrician on, I had asked her what food to start with. And she said that all the moms in California start with avocado. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start. Because he didn't like the oatmeal either. And it was making him gassy. So I was like, I'm just going to do the avocado. Did you mix it with formula? I did mix it with formula at first. And then... I, I feel like it was so long ago at this point. Right. Are you making? Are you making the food? or Are you buying it? Well, what do you mean? How like, do you, how would, how would you buy blended butternut squash? What do you mean? How would you buy blended butternut squash? You buy baby food. <laughs> no. What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, alien. I thought you have to make it. <laughs> what year are you living in? <laughs> no like i i have a baby um biba or whatever they were called so. i am yeah, do you I make your have, own formula too <laughs> yeah, i milk the formula cow um yeah i guess i i hear you now i hear you no i'm gonna make it because okay. i because they say it's like should be one ingredient but then again like also my pediatrician was like i had no time for that shit i bought the baby food so i was like okay yeah. well so I'm just gonna try it. Like you can make it on a weekend. It doesn't. It's just steaming and blending, right? It's really easy, actually. So I was making Jack's food. I think for two months before I decided that I didn't have time for that. But <laughs> I had the biba, and it was actually really easy because you steam it in one yeah. thing. It's like all in one thing, and then you like pour it into the blender, and it just like blends it. And I bought like little glass containers off of Amazon. It really was. Very easy. I think every day I made, made it. I was like, Noah, this is so easy. This is so easy. <laughs> and then when I stopped doing it, he was like, what happened to it being so easy? I was like, it got right, a little you have to clean it. It's yeah, annoying to have to clean. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point that I could buy it. You could buy it. But yeah, so that's our journey. Uh, the other milestone is that she giggled for the first time. Aww, and it was like the sweetest noise. However, I cannot get her to do it again. <laughs> she's a tough crowd and like i'm just now i'm worried i'm like you know laughing is important in our family here (laughs) yeah i need her to have a sense of humor like is she not find things funny am i not she has high standards she has high standards but like but all kidding aside does she just not find things funny (laughs) yes she does she'll just she's easy into it come up with a routine yeah. And like, I feel like some babies are like, it takes them longer to warm up than other babies. In she, she'll go like, like huh, but you won't do like the giggle. <laughs> yeah, it'll come. 
oh, it's the sweetest it's noise when it happened. It's the best that like clenches your heart. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. So I'm just, so now I'm trying to act as dumb as I can to make her laugh. <laughs> the things that we do, right? What makes Jack laugh? Oliver. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. I post, I saw you post that story of him, them two in the bath and him it's just like bath. hysterically laughing at, at Oliver. Yeah. He, Oliver won't be doing anything. He'll just be looking at Oliver, hysterical laughing. That's so cute. It's really what, cute. What do you do to make him laugh? <laughs> like, Jack happens to be a very easily impressed baby. I don't a even low think bar. <laughs> a low bar. Um, I pretty much don't need to do anything. I talk to him and he laughs. But also, this is, I don't think he was doing that at five months. When did I he start laughing? Like, Six? Maybe he started laughing around that time, but... Now he's seven months and it's like nonstop. Like oh, okay. I feel like he gradually it got like became more and more of a thing. So maybe she'll start laughing more yeah. soon, and then yeah. it'll be exciting. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I'll let you know how my comedy routine. Yeah, let going. me know. Let me know. Record them, please. <laughs> I will. All right, Brittany. What are we talking about today? So today we're talking about our experiences introducing our dogs to our baby and kind of in my case, dealing with Millie, my dog, Jack, and having a toddler. We ha did have our episode with Dog Meets Baby, Dominica, and uh, before we gave birth. So now we're just going to talk about how that actually went. Okay, yeah. A lot of people have been asking about our our first babies, our dogs, and yes. how we sort of brought them in the mix with the kids. And um, also, like, I was particularly scared, mostly because you traumatized me about your situation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, no, not just you. <laughs> there were others. So after speaking with Dominica in that episode, did you take anything that she was saying to prepare? I took her course, and I made Rusty and I watch it. <laughs> and... That was good. It was interesting. It was a lot of what she said in our podcast, but it also like had visuals and like reminded me what she said. Mm -hmm. And it was that you want to kind of keep them separate at first. Don't ever put the dog like bring the baby down to the dog because the dog will think the baby's like a treat or something like that. Mm -hmm. And keep the like the baby in a closed thing when the dog comes to meet her so is that like like what do you mean a closed thing like a play pack and play or something i didn't okay. do that what what i did do is i first of all my mother-in-law was so kind as to watch sansa sansa's my dog sansa for the first week and maybe almost week and a half, or maybe it was two weeks, something like that. No more than two weeks, but no less than one week <laughs> when Mila came home. And it was good because I didn't have to worry while she was while we were in the hospital. And that was amazing. And I didn't have to worry about it coming home. Could just figure out the situation. And then when she did come home, first we we had our baby nurse. So there was somebody to wa to be with Mila while Rusty and I greeted Sansa for the first, first time mm -hmm. in a really long time. So we like had the interaction. She was very calm. She got some energy out. We played with her outside. Like that was important. And then 
when we did introduce them, we were so nervous. And Renee, our baby nurse, was like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> I was like, shut up. No, we're not. <laughs> this is scary. She's like, you guys are acting like your dog is like some sort of like vicious killer. And she sees Sansa and she's like, this small golden doodle. She was like, I can't believe this is the dog you were worried about. <laughs> I love Renee. I was like laughing so hard. Like her perspective <laughs> of us being rusty, like so anxious. <laughs> And yeah, we introduced them and it was kind of, it, it was like very neutral. Like you don't like force it. It's Sansa kind of like didn't really know what was going on. She like looked and then she just kind of went on and was more excited about us because she hasn't seen us in a while. And that's what Dominique said. And I also tried to crate train Sansa before that just to have that backup. And we kept that in the living room. We never really needed it. Mm-hmm. Sansa and oh, they always say like, keep a leg between but like at that point the newborn you're not putting her down really much except right. like in the dock or whatever so and then since then like honestly Sansa's been very very neutral um, I try to be and I'm sure that's going to change when Mila starts moving yeah but I've noticed that Mila is noticing Sansa more like Pitt sees her and stares at her which is in, it's so funny because she didn't like acknowledge her presence before and Sansa is being a little bit more sniffy so I am like more conscious but I'm also trying not to make the dog feel like it's bad when she comes near her like I'm I'm cautious but I'm not like (laughs) like on edge because I don't want there to be anxiety transferred to to either human or animal (laughs) right yeah, so I like let Sansi come near her. I can see she's calm. Her like ears are neutral, and I won't really let her lick her hands because she puts her like literally is gnawing on her entire fist <laughs> to the point where she'll choke on them. <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you okay?" And so so far we're pretty calm. We're neutral. She likes to sit with us when like I'm feeding her for bed. She's like Sansi will sit in the room. And she likes to follow me around or like see where Mila is. And so far it's like a curiosity, but it's very neutral so far. And I'm not sensing much jealousy yet or hopefully ever, but um, we make a point to try to like give Sansa more like attention or Mm -hmm. not more attention, some attention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rusty's better than I am at it. Like, by a billion percent it's tough but it's it's such a it's a weird thing like i i think back to a time when i was so obsessed with my dog and she was like my child like i would Mm -hmm. and now i I feel very badly that i don't feel that same like upset like obsession i still like love her so much but it's not the same and i feel fucked up saying that but I still love my dog. Please, all dog lovers who are listening, I still love my dog. It's just, it's such a different feeling. And maybe that'll change because when my baby's bigger. But right now, like, I, like, have to care about, like, the safety of my kid and, like, just all of that. And and maybe um, that'll change. But that's um, that's my unpopular <laughs> feeling. I don't know if you, no. if you can relate. I can relate. I mean, Millie was the same way. We got Millie when we lived in the city. She was our child. She went everywhere with us. Like it was, we were probably annoying to other people about Millie. Like, can we bring her? And like, I don't want to leave her alone for too long and whatever. But your kids come first. And that's just what happens. And I feel like 
a lot of people probably feel that way after they have kids. But um, it sounds like it was a pretty smooth and successful transition for you guys, which so is far. great. So far. So I far. think it'll probably stay that way. Sansi's a little sensitive when it comes to toddlers, like my niece. Okay. Um, because they get into she, my niece gets into her face a little bit, and so mm-hmm. we try to be very like um, good about try to be like really intense about boundaries. Like mm-hmm. she's Sansa, Sansa's not a toddler. She's not. Mm-hmm. She can't play with you like another like your friends. Um, so it's been better yeah. since we've been doing that. But good. I'm a little nervous about that. <laughs> but I have some time. Speaking of the tra- toddler transition, that's where our issue comes in because. My dog, Millie, she's a Havanese. She's 10 pounds. She's a fluff ball. She's so sweet. I've literally never seen her snap at anything. She's so, so sweet. Her biggest yeah. issue is that she pees and poops everywhere. And it got worse once we brought Oliver home because she was just, you know, dying for the attention that we were giving her. And that was our problem that we still haven't fixed, um, that we're reworking on. You know, and she's really good with Jack too. Like she's very calm with Jack. She doesn't really do much to him um but now oliver and i've mentioned this before on other episodes how he's obsessed with her he wants to just be with her 24 7 he wants she wants he wants her to sleep in his bed he like tackles her and like holds her by the neck and brings her up and down the steps which i hate he doesn't listen to me so finally that is why he carries her yes he carries her and he he'll be like the bottom step before i notice and he looks at me and he's like (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, what? I just want to bring on the couch with me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, this is why I contacted Dominica because it was just really stressful for us. And she gave us really good pointers. She was like, you need to set the boundaries. She's like, because I can't tell you how many times I've had emails start with, I never thought my dog would. And that statement really um, ran deep yeah. with me because... Millie, I would never think she would do anything. And she was like, look, they're animals. They have at at some point she could just say, I've had enough and snap. And also it's not really about your kids. It's about other kids that you have in the house too. You know, they see Oliver doing this. They think they could do this and Millie's not comfortable with them or, you know, Oliver with other people's dogs. So um, what we've been working on now is we told Oliver that we spoke to a doctor (laughs) <laughs> and these are the new rules. And he can't, Millie has a bubble around her. And we can't go into Millie's bubble. If we're sitting and we want Millie to come over to us, we could ask for a treat. And he could hold a treat and Millie could come over and eat it. And he could pet her with one hand. He's not Why allowed one? to pet. Not because two. Because petting her with two hands gives him the opportunity to start hugging and cuddling her. And, she, so and he, dogs don't like that. Well in this case he's too rough about it he doesn't know right. the boundary so it's just one to 100 like in mm-hmm. or zero to 60 sorry that's the same zero to 60 it's there's no in three between. to 67 <laughs> whatever it goes like really high really fast um but so we you know she was like and you have to model that you're only allowed to pet millie with one hand it could be the front of your hand the back of your hand you could rub her belly you could give her a treat you could call her over if she comes over to you when you call her over you're not allowed to pick her up you're not allowed to go into her safe space and mm-hmm. it's honestly as frustrating as hard as it was the first couple of days it's already been i think a little over a week it's been helping a lot it's just a lot of repeating ourselves yeah. 
like a lot of repeating ourselves. It's a lot of training and <clears throat> a lot and of you training. Have to do that for both. Yeah. Has Millie, well, I'll, I'll ask about Oliver next. Has Millie been more receptive? Like, is she just her mood? Has her mood changed? Yeah, I definitely think she gets, uh, I feel like she's just a little bit happier. She feels less anxious. Yeah, a little less anxious. I, I do sense that things have been a little bit better. I do. But also at the same time while we're doing this, we're sort of trying to fix the pee and poop thing. So one of the things we're doing is we only put her food and water down three times a day for 20 minutes and then let her outside an hour after that. So we're trying to eliminate all that. She's like not allowed in our downstairs because that's a trigger for her because that's like the first place she goes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we have to keep like the bedroom doors closed. We just be really conscious about knowing where she is. We pretty much just keep her on our main floor. And uh-huh. um, she's been really good. She tells us when she has to go out, she has scratches on the door. She's also six years old. She's older. So not it's harder old, to train. Yeah. Yeah. Not even that it's hard to train, but it's like she already did these things. Like she already like scratched oh. at the island when she wanted water. She already scratched at the door when she wanted to go out. It's just more about us like not leaving the food and water down all day or leaving yeah. the wee wee pad out for her. So it's now now the wee wee pad's only out in the middle of the night. Um, right. So so far so good. I think we got really great tips and it's just uh, making sure we're being super repetitive and making sure that we're strict about it and we're not at like, you know, we don't just get you lazy about really it. have to be proactive. Very like this proactive. Isn't, this isn't something that just happens. You need to make it happen. Yes. And for both child and dog. So so how is Oliver receiving all of this, all these new rules? He gets into, yeah, well, he gets into these moods where he freaks out. He's like, I want Millie. Or like when he's coming into our bed in the morning. Although now... Jack usually wakes up first, so we're downstairs already. He gets into his moods where that becomes a little bit more frustrating to deal with. And if that happens, we try to remove him from the situation by giving him a project or, you know, helping us cook or something, just diverting his attention Mm -hmm. somewhere else, like anything else with a toddler. But otherwise, like I think slowly, like he's been so much better. Like she doesn't sleep, she hasn't slept in his bed and he hasn't said anything about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and like when we say to him, like, no, you're in Millie's space, he kind of, like, sometimes he'll, like, try to get one last cuddle in, but then he'll, like, run away. Mm -hmm. He definitely is starting to pick up on these are the rules, and we have to listen to mommy and daddy, and I think that if we just keep doing it, it's going to work. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that you have a plan. Yeah, because sometimes one. it feels like even if you're just starting with a plan, like it, the results haven't come in yet, but it feels like a lot. The pressure is relieved a little bit because you know you're working towards something. Mm-hmm. It's so true about what um, Dominica said about like you never think that your dog might do anything because she she talked about an experience that she had which she never thought would happen. Right, like her dog became really aggressive, mm-hmm. and like. Rusty has heard some really insane stories from work and at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine. Right. And all of a lot of those situations you would never think would happen. And so that's what really got me so nervous. And yeah, and I also had a trainer come. That was where I got the crate idea, the mm-hmm. crating. I had a trainer kind of before, while I was pregnant, kind of like evaluate Sansa <laughs> and 
he's like, she's a great dog. She just, she kind of owns you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He's like, she <laughs> You're needs, owned. yeah, yeah. She like owns, you need to remind her that you are the owner. And what, what I mean by own though is like different than territorial. She, it's not that she would, um, like, so this is my territory. It was more like, this is my owner. And like, you can't, you don't go fucking near my owner. And like, that's what I was, that, that's her thing. Well, it's territorial over you. Right. And that made me really scared because that's what I saw when she, when we had like Rusty's friends who were kids, not Rusty's friends who were kids, Rusty's friends who had kids <laughs> <laughs> over Rusty's three-year-old friends. <laughs> And we would see that. So that's kind of like what spurred me to do it. And so like a lot of the other things also, I just remembered that I remember hearing from Dominica and this trainer was that always tell your dog to follow you. Like keep and always know where your dog is. Like you said, like mm -hmm. following you say, call, like if you're leaving to go to another room, call the dog to come with you. Mm -hmm. Dominica and the trainer also said, don't let your dog sleep in your bed. I was like, sorry, like I'm not taking that away from my sweet sons. Yeah. Like I'm not making Same. her life like just different. It's, it's gotta be the, you know, I'm never going to keep them alone in any room together, but it is what it is. Like, I'm going to be... She slept in a bassinet. Sansa could not possibly reach. No. And that is, that is what it is. Like, I, I was like, if, if anything got crazy, if I felt a sense, then I would change that. But I just couldn't take it to that step. And they both were like, all right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I that's, mean... Right, like I just yeah. couldn't do it to her. That didn't come up for us, but I guess we were talking about different things. But I feel like I've had trainers tell me that too, and like she, like I can't not. Like I feel, yeah, I feel like she she's like my anxiety dog. Like she helps regulate <laughs> my anxiety when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not we're not perfect, but we yeah. try to do our best. Yeah. But I hope that all of this is like helping you guys because whether it's something that you're dealing with or that will come up, I feel like we've already kind of met with all the trainers. So maybe some of this advice will help. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, and good luck to um, you because I know you've been talking about this for so long. So for hopefully so long. this... Hopefully this works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, good you know. that like, you did something to make it change yeah. you know being proactive is important yeah now it's time for the go ask your mom segment this week's email is from a listener who's also a dog mom so let's dive into it all right i can read it Hi, Aileen and Brittany. My son was born a few days before Mila. Congrats, Aileen, and also Brittany. He's getting to a stage where it's important for him to play with different toys slash books, etc. I have a two-year-old, Golden Doodle, who is so sweet to the five-month-old baby, except the dog does not understand at all that certain toys are for the baby and not for him. Unfortunately, many of the baby's toys do look like dog toys. For example, the O-Ball baby toy my human son loves, <laughs> I like the human son, <laughs> loves, looks a 
lot like the ball made for dogs that we used to play fetch with with my dog son. And some of the soft books and other fabric books that we have for my baby have a crinkly material and sometimes even a squeaker feature, just like many dog toys have. My dog often takes the baby toys in order to get my attention when I'm playing with the baby. I try to firmly say no when he takes one of the baby toys, which doesn't always work. Sometimes I ignore the dog when he does this, but then risk the dog destroying the baby toy. I hate the idea of using a baby gate to separate my dog from the baby's room where we play with baby toys and my human son really likes interacting and watching the dog, which makes me want to separate the dog and baby even less. I'm not worried about the dog being aggressive towards the baby himself, but do not know how to introduce baby toys to my baby without the dog thinking they are dog toys. Any advice on how to integrate baby toys into a home with a playful dog would be appreciated. Thanks. Worried dog mom fetch. Have you had this issue? I have had this issue. Yeah. Both times. What I did with Oliver, I was in an apartment. I had um, one of those like plastic baby pens, you know, like the gray and white gates. I had that around the play mat and all of Oliver's toys were in there. And when we played in there, um, sometimes if I was in there with them, I would let Millie in there as long as I like knew where she was. And I mean, would she try to take the toys? Yeah, but I would take them away from her. Another really great diversion is giving giving Millie her Kong with peanut butter in it or cheese, Mm. whatever you like to do because it gave her an activity. So like, obviously we're not dog trainers. I don't know. But like from my experience, (laughs) I just, I think the division is like, unless they're being supervised is like the best way to kind of do that. And like keeping the baby toys in an area that the dog can't get to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I I agree with that totally. I also keep Sansa's toys away from Meatless Toys. Like it's Mm -hmm. two different baskets. And um, anytime that Sansi wants one of her toys and she'll just like stare at it and bark. <laughs> and I'll go, go get your toy. I'll say like, go get your toy. Go get your toy. And she'll be like, okay. And so she goes and gets her toy. And then I'll like at the same time with both arms play with the dog and play with the baby to like make sure that, you know, the dog also feels like she's getting attention. But with that, not without putting my baby in risk for safety right right she is either in like a contained area or buckled into whatever but i feel this like that is so hard i'm very Mm -hmm. fortunate that sansi listens when i say no (laughs) like she does not she'll i'll say no no don't touch like she wants she'll like if she comes to want to step on her mat i'll be like no Mm -hmm. and she 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 backs up yeah that's good and yeah she's definitely um has some smart poodle in her. So I am very grateful. And I feel so bad earlier for saying that I I, I don't feel that love anymore. Like I'm going to cry I, for saying the, that. The dog I, mom guilt. But it's real. It's re- I really, I'm still obsessed with her, Sansi. I still love you so much. Is, is, this, your, is this your no mom guilt? <laughs> now it is. <laughs> no, I have a different one. It doesn't have to do with the dog. But like now it's a double whammer here with the guilt because I feel so bad that I just said that although no. I know it is normal it I'm just, is I was so you you saw me with my dog like I was I know I was obsessed I was the same and way it, yeah I get it just it. changes yeah. yeah but no I still love her we try to give her attention I take her for a walk at the same time as Mila when it's warmer which is really hard to do yeah and and yeah I would never recommend it in the city <laughs> in yeah. the suburbs um I have a waste leash 
like a really cool person and (laughs) she's like the coolest girl on the block like just absolutely just killing it everybody wants to be my friend with my waist leash and i i have sansi on the leash and it's good because she doesn't pull on it when it's around your waist yeah and then i'm pushing the stroller and it's it's all good but good luck with the toy thing yeah good luck i hope that helps yeah I like this, the separation, even though what I find with like the dog stuff is that often the advice is not something you want to do, but it is the right advice. Yeah. (laughs) So even though you don't, you want to keep them, like, even though you want to have them interact, you should probably keep them separate. Right. Like with a see-through fence. Yeah. So they can still see each other, but there is a division and it's clear that the dog knows this is not his or her territory, his territory. Right. But that was even like what Dominica told me about Millie not going downstairs, which is my family room slash playroom where my kids always are. And I like didn't want to do that mm-hmm. because I know that, you know, my the dog, Millie makes my kids happy and it makes us happy when she's with us. You know, she's part of yeah. the family. But I just realized that like, you know what? Like it is a trigger for her. It maybe won't be forever, but there needs to be a separation. And I just, you know, sometimes we need to follow those things if we want to get the results that we want. Definitely. All right. Well, that was our Go Ask Your Mom segment. And you can send... Go Ask Your Mother. Say hello (laughs) to your mother for me. You can send your Go Ask Your Mom questions to momsatbetches.com or DM us at Betches Moms on Instagram. All right, well, now it is time for our segment, No Mom Guilt, and you all know what it is at this point, right? So our No Mom Guilt is basically, we all have mom guilt, and it's normal, but we shouldn't really have mom guilt for these things because we're all doing too much, and it's just normal to have these feelings. So Aileen, do you have a mom guilt that you want to talk about today? Yeah, if I had, yeah, so there's a lot of guilt in this episode, I I apologize, (laughs) but I Again, like Brittany said, we hope that by saying it out loud, it kind of neutralizes it and makes us all realize that we all have these feelings and that they're normal. And it it just sometimes feels better to say it. And we don't really need to have it because we talk it through. All right. So my guilt, (laughs) my no guilt. I know I shouldn't feel guilty about this. I know the answer. But it is that... (laughs) I feel, and I know this is the general mom guilt situation, is that you don't really don't ever feel like you're doing enough. Yeah. But the specific thing I feel <laughs> that I'm not doing enough about is like the reading. Like I don't feel like I'm stimulating my child's like brain enough. Mm-hmm. And with like I, I just feel because it's when I'm spending all my time with her, it's the weekend. And at that time, I feel like also sort of I need a rest, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's, it's so much easier to just like, OK, here, like I'll sit here just for a second and you play with the toys. <laughs> but you need to be very interactive to stimulate their brain so i know all that i'm not saying that i do the former but i feel that i could be doing more and i was wondering like what books do you read to jack and like 
are they complex books? <laughs> like, Chapter books. <laughs> like what shit? Like what kind of stim? Like what kind of brains? Like I want my kid to be smart, and yeah, of I just I just want to know what I'm supposed to be doing, <laughs> and I feel guilty that I'm not doing enough. I don't think any of us know what we're doing. Okay, I appreciate I'm that. sure you're doing more than enough. And to make you feel a little bit better, I have guilt every single bedtime that I haven't been reading him books because I read to Oliver before bed every single night, starting from very early on. And I kind of sit on my phone while I give him his last bottle. <laughs> and so well, you're I not really, alone. That is so honest. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I And I feel horrible while I'm doing it. I feel horrible. I have all the tire Book, book rack next to us like there's books yeah. there so you're not alone I think actually if you if there were things you were looking for that would help I love the touch and feel books those were always my favorite with Oliver and there are a couple of brands that I have that I could tell you about I forget the names of them but they have like sandpaper or like rubber or shiny right. stuff or soft stuff whatever and so you're not only reading to them, but you're like taking their hands and you're having them touch it. And they're like, you're like, oh, it's soft. And I always really like those because you're not actually, it's kind of telling you what to do. And I feel like that's so much stimulation for them. Where even if you do the same book with them, like every day, like- Repetition is good though. Yes, it is good. So you shouldn't feel guilty eh? because every mom listening is probably saying the exact same thing. They're not giving their kid enough stimulation because like also we're not, teachers us specifically so like we don't know what to do unless (laughs) we're like googling and like following all these accounts yeah but i do think the easiest way to do this with babies is are those touch and feel books okay so i have some touch and feel books but here's my problem i'm like is the topic so stupid like (laughs) i don't want her to believe that mermaids are real I don't think she understands What's what with you're the even obsession saying. With unicorns, like you know what I mean. Like I want, yeah. So I, I really like um, the the yeah. So I don't know. I like the the Eva Chen book about all of the female heroes or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. good. But the the thing about the bedtime is funny because I have never done that actually read at bedtime because Mila has no patience to be sitting mm-hmm. there and listening to a book. She's like, I want to eat. This is time to eat. Yeah, I feel like Jack is like that too, where Oliver wasn't. Yeah. So I, I don't even, I've never even felt guilty about that because it, it's not an option for me. She's like, mm-hmm. we're eating. This is go time now. <laughs> <laughs> we're eating, we're sleeping. This we're is eating. the routine, mom. We're sleeping. Yeah, she's good. Okay, I have one more thing to say about the books. Sorry. <sighs> Do it. Isn't it weird to read? books that like are classics now as an adult and to be like what the fuck is this even about Uh like the hungry caterpillar yeah but it's the best book the hungry caterpillar but but, okay it's the story is the caterpillar eats a lot goes i'm fat goes to sleep and becomes a butterfly (laughs) (laughs) no wait you know what you know what always dumbest thing i've ever heard what, do, what does it say at the end of the book? It says that it's in a, a cocoon. I get, I get if it's like a story about metamorphosis, but like yeah. it really doesn't really tell that tale. It's it just goes okay. I had like four apples, and then then it goes I'm fat, and then it's like oh I turned into a butterfly. It's not like it's no lesson. 
No, I agree. It like tells you like so much about what happens. And then he just like goes into cocoon and then becomes a butterfly. But how does he become a butterfly? Like, why can't you tell us that part of the story? I want part two. (laughs) (laughs) We need part two of the hungry, hungry caterpillar. Eric, Eric Carl, if you're listening, we need part two. Is he he alive? You know, know the (laughs) author of the hungry caterpillar. (laughs) You just pull, you just pull that out of nowhere. Like out of your ass. You just pulled up the author of a children's picture book. Okay. He also loves brown bear, brown bear. Oh, I love that for you. He's like all the classics. Oh, okay. I need more classics. I have the rainbow fish and... I, I remember The Rainbow Fish, too, when I was younger. The Rainbow Fish is, was my favorite book. But now when I read it, I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, this Rainbow <laughs> Fish is such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you know what's funny? Both you and I, that was my favorite book, too, because I love the colors. Same. I loved yeah. how sparkly it was. Yeah, I, we're I like every visual night. people. Yes, very much so. So, yeah, that Rainbow Fish is such a dick. Anyway, let's let's definitely put up some books on yeah. story. Because I need to, to do them. that. Anyway, that is it for this episode of the Betches Moms podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and follow Betches Moms on Instagram. You can follow Aileen, aka me, at Aileen, and Brittany wants to be left alone. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll post some books on that Instagram at Betches Moms. And please drop us a review if you love our show. Or, you know, drop us a five-star review and put in your favorite books. That's a great idea. We can look at your recommendations. That would be really helpful. But put in five stars because if you put in three, I'm just not going to read your recommendations. Yeah, just put in five and we'll read it. And we need the book recommendations. So do that. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> and and also if you want to like put in like a book that you thought thought was so good and then you re- read it again as an adult and you're like this is crazy you can put that too i'd love to read those and don't forget guys there are no rules on this podcast i'm not like a regular mom i'm a cool mom right regina please stop talking the betches moms podcast is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by stacy wong Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.